Last Sunday, we handed out pieces of paper and asked all of you to tell us what you have been thankful for this past year. The card actually said in the past year, I have been especially thankful to the Lord for dot, dot, dot. Wow, we got a lot of responses, so thank you for that. There are definitely many things that we are giving thanks to the Lord for this year, and here are some of them. Having a great family, church family, and health, God is good. The Lord's presence in my life this year and the many blessings he gives us. My family, being alive, the amazing school I go to, and being able to learn about and know God. Arthur Mennonite Church, we may have some diverse backgrounds, but yet we love, care, and look out for each other through the spirit of Jesus Christ. My supportive family and seeing God's power pull people together during hard times. Family, health, church family, and the freedom we have in this country to worship anytime. Me and my friends. The Lord being with me, helping me to grow closer to him, and providing miraculous solutions to problems. Many of you put family, health, church family, and freedom as things you are thankful for. Someone also mentioned they are thankful for prayer and the opportunity to serve others. My spouse, my job, my career, and many blessings were mentioned often, helping me to keep my eyes on the Lord and not circumstances in my life. Thankful for the men who operate the lift to get up to the sanctuary. Starting school with no mandates and healing for injuries in our family. My church family was there for me when I lost a loved one. Text, phone calls, etc. It is great to have a church family like that. God's faithfulness in my life and giving my children another year of life. My mom, dad, Jillian, Denton, and Kitty. A great support system in time of need. One person said they are just so thankful for everything. Thankful for a warm house, patience, and my church family. My health and all the things God provides, food, clothing, home, loving families. For blessing me with a job, a new grandbaby, and my daughter with good health. So many people willing to take part in worship and leadership here at AMC. Happy grandchildren, my amazing AMC family, and feeling needed and useful. An extra good year of sales at work, time to travel, and good health. Becoming more involved in church, healing of mental health issues, and life in general. Very grateful of all God has blessed me with. A year with frog and toad, friends, family, my cat, I like that one. Animals of all kinds, and most of all, God. My family, podcast, and classic books. A safe harvest, safety in travels, and having another birthday. First Sunday fellowship meals, this church has great cooks. Community life also does a great job. Opportunities to serve God and others. Stable employment, my wife and church. My cat, friends, family, sports and soccer, food and water. Just being alive and seeing how God blesses me. Opportunities to travel and spend time with my family. Finding God and coming to church more. For the Lord bringing me closer to him and for God's grace, love, and freedom to worship. Successful hip replacement surgery. Thankful that I can attend church. The earth and the solar system.
bringing me peace and my health and making me cancer free. Also thankful for my journey with teaching at ACS and teaching in the Lord's name and worshiping, worshiping him all the time. My church friends who are so willingly, who so willingly share the love of Christ with each other. My church family and being able to be together with my sisters on vacation, a very special time. Thank you that my arthritis has not been any worse this year and that I can stay by myself. For my church family who walk with me through difficult times, for a beautiful harvest that was safe and bountiful. And I just want to add, I heard thankful for cat twice and dog wasn't on there once. Thank you again for sharing all of these wonderful blessings and thanksgivings. May the Lord continue to bless each of you and our church family in the year that is ahead. God bless. Good morning. What a great morning it has been. What a great uh, way to remember some of the things that we've done together and the way the Lord has blessed us in this past year. Uh, one thing I learned is that I will never make it as a ventriloquist <laughs> this past year, but that was a fun time we had back in June with Ryan and friends, and uh, just want to say a big thank you to Eric Schrock who put all that uh, together, those wonderful pictures. It takes a lot of time to do that, and she, uh, she did a great job with that, so we're thankful for that. We've had a lot of wonderful things today in the service. Uh, and so I'm going to keep my message uh, a bit shorter this morning. So let's turn in our Bibles to the first chapter of Ephesians. We're going to be reading the uh, verses 15 through 23 this morning. And uh, as you probably realize at this point, uh, today is Christ the King Sunday in churches throughout the world. Uh, it actually is called Christ the King Sunday because it signifies the end of the Christian year. This is the last Sunday of the Christian year. And of course, next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, leading us up to Christmas, which that is the beginning of the new Christian calendar. And so each year during this Sunday, we are reminded of the supremacy uh, and the authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is what this particular text proclaims that Christ is king and Lord over all things. Paul begins this, uh, this section of scripture by giving uh, thanks for the church in Ephesus. He did that many times when he wrote letters to these churches. He would, uh, he would write how thankful he was for them. And I didn't write one of those thank yous last Sunday, and partly because when we got them back, we realized how many we had. There were so many. Uh, but as I read the scripture this week, I thought I could relate with how Paul feels here. Because uh, anyway, this is uh, how I feel uh, about you and the church and my prayers and my hopes for all of us um, echo what Paul is saying here. Especially verses 15 through 18. So let's read um, Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith... In the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. 
the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. <clears throat> this past year, we've heard a lot about the royal family of Great Britain. Of course, with the passing of, of Queen Elizabeth in the last couple of months and the coming crowning of, of King Charles, the relationship issues they've had in, in some of their family things. And then, of course, uh, season five of The Crown has just started on Netflix. So it's been in the news. We've probably heard more about the royal family this past year than what we have in many years in the past. But really, these days, we don't hear many other references about kings and queens much in our world. Uh, we maybe used to long ago in the world's history. We used to hear more about kings and queens and so on. In fact, Paul doesn't even, in this scripture, Paul doesn't even mention the word king in these verses. And yet, he places Jesus above all other kings, all other leaders... And really, above all other names, as, as Paul says it here. In verse 21, he says that God has placed the name of Jesus above every title that can be given. It says not only yesterday, today, and in the future, but forever. That will be the case. It actually says the present age and the age to come. In other words, despite our our earthly inclinations that we often have to crown people, there is one crown that will never be relinquished. And what Paul is saying here is that that should never be ignored or forgotten. In many of his letters, of course, he gives thanks to God and he, he gives uh, thanks for the example, as I said, of, of the believers and, and what he sees in their life. Uh, he was writing this to the Gentile churches, but of course it is meaningful for us even today, the church of today. And then he uh, uses these various letters that he sent to these churches uh, to remind them of various other things that as believers and followers we sometimes forget. Or maybe we uh, just don't think about as much as we should. And so here Paul is reminding us... Uh, reminding them and us today that the church and believers are in a position of strength and power for only one reason. And that is because of one person only that we have that strength and we have that power. And that, of course, is Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Timothy, um, Timothy actually refers to God and Jesus in that way in 1 Timothy 6, verse 15. 
But, but here, Paul is reminding us that as much as we want to crown kings here on this earth, there is only one who is Lord over all things. Of course, we know the story of the Israelites in the Old Testament who wanted a king. And so, uh, you know, God said, well, if I must not be enough, so they need an earthly king. And so King Saul uh, was given to them. And then, of course, King David followed after that. But now as Jesus has come to the earth and Jesus has proclaimed his love and care for us and his dominion over everything, we know that, and because of his resurrection, which is probably the most important thing, and Christ's ascension up into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, in verse 22 it says that God has placed everything, all things in this earth, all people, everything under his um, feet. You know, we may give those other people who are on the screen those titles, those earthly titles. Um, there are some others that we give, like president and prime minister and, and stuff like that. But in the world, in this world, Jesus is Lord. And Jesus should be the Lord of all things in our life. I mean, I think that should be really our ultimate statement of, of faith, that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is my Lord, that Jesus is our Lord. But at the same time, we realize that uh, Jesus is also a different kind of king than what the world would expect or what we might think when we talk about uh, kings and crowns and, and, and so on. Jesus actually told us in his word in the Gospels that, that uh, his kingdom is not of this world. And uh, when Satan took Jesus up on a very high mountain, if you remember the temptations that he showed to him, one of them was he uh, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all of their splendor. And he said, I will give you all of this. Satan told Jesus, I will give you all of this if you will bow down and, and worship me. Jesus' response was, away from me, Satan. He said, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So he tempted he tempted him with power to rule the nations, but, but Jesus came with a different purpose to fulfill. That was not his purpose uh, to come to this earth. He rules over all. We know that. But Jesus is a king that also cares for all people. He is also the good shepherd. And we... We know that reference well because of Psalm 23, uh, which is probably many people's most favorite. Uh, if you ask people what's their most favorite scripture in the Bible or chapter in the Bible, most a lot of people will say Psalm 23 that says, The Lord is my shepherd. Matthew 18, another passage that we heard read earlier, is where Jesus talks about leaving the 99 sheep in order to go and to find the one who is lost. And you read that and you think, what earthly king would, would do such a thing like that? 
What a great passage that was from Ezekiel that was read earlier, where the Lord, it says, uh, the Lord said, I myself will search for my sheep, and I will look after them. I will rescue them from all the places where they are scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I can't think of, you know, too many earthly kings or earthly leaders who would truly feel that way about all the people that are under them. But Christ the King does. What a blessing that is to know the one who is above all other kings and realize that he cares for each one here on this earth. He does not want to see anyone perish. And so as believers and followers of Jesus, we need to be, I think, reminded often of what Paul is saying here. That, that true joy and happiness, true power and strength in this life is found in knowing that Jesus, the name above all names, also cares about you. Cares about us. He will search after you in your greatest hour of need. And he will help you carry the load that this world often places upon your shoulders. Some of those loads that the world places on our shoulders are, uh, you know, incredibly heavy at times. And some of you may be carrying some of them in your life right now. We cannot bear those on our own. We need the Lord in his resurrection power to find us, to save us, to rescue us, and to deliver us. And he will do just that if we will call on him, if we will seek after him in those times of need. As Christians, we have so much to be thankful for on this week uh, of Thanksgiving. We are hopefully most thankful that the King of kings and Lord of lords is Jesus Christ, our Savior. And even though he is above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, like it says in these verses, he still died for the sins of the world. He died for our sins, even with the elevated power and authority that he has. We're going to remember that sacrifice this morning, of course, as we share uh, communion together at the end of our service here. But what these verses are saying today is that we have a hope, an inheritance, a power that Christ in his kingship has granted to all those who believe in him. The last verse of our passage this morning, verse 23, says that he fills every Thing in every way. He fills us, you see, with the needs, with what we need to live and to overcome the challenges of this world. And so as much as we like to make all these other things so important in our life and make them the king of our life and circumstances, we need to remember that Jesus is the Lord of all of those things. Our doctor, our psychiatrist or chiropractor, whatever, is not our king. Our medication that we may have to take, it might be important, but it's not our king. Our work, 
our wealth, our material possessions is not our king, even though we often like to place them in that order. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, of course. But they are not the ruler of our lives, or they should not be uh, the ruler and king of our life. And then we also need to realize that we ourselves are not the king of our life. I think uh, sometimes we, we take all of those things upon ourselves, or we think that, that we can control everything ourselves in this life, but we can't. And we don't, we don't have to. And so that's another thing that we need to remember. That personal relationship we have with Christ can allow each of us to say, in a personal way, he is my king. And we need to place our, our hope and our inheritance and our lives in his hands and in no one else's. This morning we're going to remember, of course, through the bread and the cup of communion that our king gave his life for us to save us from sin and to deliver us from the, the sin and the, the troubles of this world. And so if there is one thing among all the other things that we've heard this morning, as wonderful as they are and, and as great as our thankfulness is for them, there is one thing that we should be the most thankful for. And it is this, the cross of Christ our King and the sacrifice that he paid for all of us upon that cross, that our sins may be forgiven and that we may be saved from the sin and the evil in this world through our Savior and King Jesus Christ. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We'll prepare ourselves for this time of, of communion together. Lord, we are so grateful for the many blessings in life. We've celebrated many of them this morning. Uh, we are so thankful for your blessings in our life. Help us to remember, Lord, in, as we live in this world, that as much as we like to place people and things in a place of high importance and authority in our lives, they should never take your place in our life. Help us to remember that um, you should be the king over our life, our possessions, our, our, uh, everything that you have given to us in this life, that you should come first. And as Paul reminds us here in these verses today, Lord, may we be reminded as well that your power, your strength, your authority is available to all of us as your followers and believers. And we are so thankful for that. Help us to have grateful hearts as we lead into this week of Thanksgiving, Lord. And, and help us to give thanks at this time as we share the bread and the cup. And as we um, remember the sacrifice that you have made for us. Help us to remember that you are the king, but you are also the good shepherd who gave up his life for all of us. 
and you seek after the sheep, even those who are lost. We pray that you'd bless this time of communion as we share it together this morning. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. Be dismissed with prayer. We pray that uh, you'd have a wonderful Thanksgiving this week with family, friends, whomever you'll gather with. And uh, let's remember to give our Lord Jesus Christ the, the thanks, Thanksgiving that he deserves for all that he's done for us. Let's pray. Lord, pray your blessing on each one here this morning. and each one watching and joining us online. We just pray that our hearts may be overflowing with gratitude and thankfulness this week and may it carry into the rest of our lives, that we would be grateful for all that you have given to us and blessed us with in this world, all that you have promised us for eternity, the hope, the strength, and the power that is ours through uh, your resurrection and the sacrifice that you made for us. We are so grateful and thankful for that, Lord, and uh, we pray that you would just bless each one of us. Help us to continue to seek after you as we go through this journey of life. May you give us the strength that we need to, to get through each day and to keep our eyes and our focus on you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. May your blessing be upon each one here and, and go with us throughout this week and the weeks ahead as we go through Advent and, and make our way to... Uh, Christmas Day. Just pray your blessing on each one. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all God's people said, Amen. God bless.